Welcome back to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Aaron Larsoul. This is The Hook. Aaron, I, I, I don't know if I've necessarily cooled down from last night. Like okay. from the, from from the loss right. that the Lakers right. had last night, and how right. I how I felt about them uh, on the pod afterward, um, on the timeline afterward. So we'll right. see where this thing goes. Oh. Surely, you know, whiskey whiskey always helps with with honesty, and uh, and I think we might truth we, serum, as it were. We might, yeah, we might uh, we might wander into a couple spots where uh, you have to comment on on how delicious Hennessy is. I'm just you know getting well, so interestingly right. enough, as you can see the. Uh, our listeners out there and thank you for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing and all of that. And five stars because I am, um, I, I have low self-esteem. So that mm. always helps me when I, when I read them. Um, I have, you guys can't see this, but Anthony, you can, I have a huge goblet kind of, of Hennessy yeah. because I figured today uh, we were going to get into quite a bit of Hennessy is delicious territory. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to authentically, say Hennessy is in fact delicious it, it it is uh it is certainly appearing so today on the show we have to talk about uh the Pacers situation and how they're getting ready to potentially blow it up there we have to talk about the Blazers and Dame stuff which I find super interesting because of the different factions that a lot of this information seems to be coming from mm -hmm. um we have to get to and this is where I think we'll comment on on how delicious Hennessy is uh Frank Vogel and Jeannie Buss's comments about Frank Vogel and the comments that uh, LeBron James did not make about Frank Vogel that I found kind of interesting. And then uh, given all the trade stuff that's kind of floating around in the air as we near the December 15th uh, date where players who were signed this offseason would then be eligible to be traded, uh, and, you know, we're going to start really that, that I think that market is really going to start heating up. So I want a good trade story here. I asked Aaron for a good trade story, and uh, he gave me that look that he gives me when he's getting ready to tell a good <laughs> one. Uh, so so we, we have plenty to jump into. Uh, let's start, though, with uh, the, the Pacers situation, because this has the, the... I think this has the potential to really kind of reshape what some of these contenders might look like what the championship window might look like. And I kind of want to just kind of start there in a macro sense. Do you think there is any but the, anybody that the Blazer or the Pacers might be getting ready to trade who could alter your view of the league, depending on obviously like if they go for like right. relative value? So I, there, so I, in full disclosure, um, the I have a long history with the Pacers president. Um Kevin Pritchard was we we shared a bunch of time in Portland, and then also their GM Chad Buchanan, who has been um, who came up last from, week. Yeah, right. Also, also from from my time in Portland, um, I'm incredibly fond of of Chad. Uh, he's one of in all of my time in the NBA, he's one of the best humans I've ever come across. So take all of this with a grain of salt. Okay. Um, so you know, I, I kind of have rose colored glasses as it uh, as it relates to to uh the situation in indiana but yeah I, I think it is possible that the pacers have the pacers for whatever reason haven't been particularly good but they have a bunch of good players the pieces don't seem to fit well together i think we talked last week about the turner and and sabonis fit they're both really good players mm -hmm. karis lavert is a really good player malcolm brogdon's a really good player 
Malcolm Brogdon, because of his signing the extension, can't be traded. Um, and then TJ Warren, who looked like Michael Jordan for a while in the bubble, I, I basically hasn't played since the bubble, but he's also a really good player. I don't know what his injury status is, but they have guys that can help. Jeremy Lamb can can maybe help a little bit. And they have a bunch of, they have a bunch of, you know, we've talked about this with THT um, and then previously with KCP, with Kuz, um, about how those mid kind of 10, 12, $16 million contracts are the ones that are best and most easily traded. Mm-hmm. Um, and they traded have a bunch for of- For and sent out. Yeah, absolutely. They have a bunch of those guys. Um, it makes the, the machinations of trading, the logistics of trading easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of those guys could help contenders going depending on where they go in, in the fit. Um, obviously we've seen a bunch of Miles Turner Warriors rumors. You know, if Miles Turner goes to the Warriors, I think it's that materially over. impacts it's I, over. See, I don't know. Are I, you sure? I yeah, I don't know. Are you I sure Miles Turner closes them. games? Huh? I'm not sure anybody beats the Warriors now, but are you sure Miles Turner closes games for the Warriors? It, 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 gives, a, it gives them an option. Like, so, so it gives them an option if they play the Lakers. Like, that's because the Lakers specifically are a team that I think, you know, if you're going up against LeBron, you're going up against AD. Like, that's the group with the highest ceiling that if I'm the Warriors, that I don't really want to face in, in a playoff series. If you get as Turner, best constructed, the Warriors can, oh, the Warriors, the Lakers can overwhelm with size and yeah. power. But if you um, if you if you trade for Turner, that that it does it they can still overwhelm them, but it it won't be like that advantage won't be as overstated. Sure, and and the the Warriors in their in their two game little home and home with uh, with Phoenix struggled with the just pure size of DeAndre Ayton. Um, mm-hmm. The Warriors would tell you, you know, we'll we're gonna close with with uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna close with Draymond at center anyway. And our best lineups have Draymond at center anyway. So the 10 minutes that we need of a big body, uh, because Looney ain't it, in my opinion, that's what James Wiseman is there for. James Wiseman was pretty terrible last year. I've said I'm a huge believer in James Wiseman. Different conversation. Um, so those kind of guys and Sabonis, is, there's rumors about him. Karis LeVert, I think, could help a lot of teams because he is a shot creation wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody is looking for those guys. The question, though, is are the Pacers really open for business and are they and how open for business are they if they are open for business? Because the Pacers, because of the financial ramifications of being in the market they are in, the Pacers have never their owner has been cheap at times, but the Pacers have never famously famously have never is a better way to say. Yeah, they have never tanked. They've never tanked because they fear just not being solvent, right? They are they are the team possibly that is most concerned in the NBA about attendance mm-hmm. and about getting the building packed and being decent. They're afraid if they're bad for a few years, nobody's going to go. And then it kind of just all falls apart because they're in such a, a tiny little market. So I'm not entirely convinced that the Pacers are just going to do some massive fire sale and perhaps what they should do um, and just like go into a full rebuild. But if they are willing to sell off some pieces or go into a complete rebuild, uh, depending on, you know, what, what KP and, and Buck, depending on what they're allowed to do or what they are directed to do, they definitely have guys that could impact the title race. Just kind of throwing this out there. 
you oh. can uh, you can cough if you uh, if if you know depending on your on your reaction to this. Just saying that you know Miles Turner, T.J. Warren, and Jeremy Lamb's contracts add up to almost exactly what Russell Westbrook makes. Just you know, I just figured I would throw it out there, and and just kind of you know, okay, see what the universe does with it. Okay. So let me They would never ask. do it. Neither side would ever do it. I'm not I'm not I'm not making this a serious trade. Completely farcical. Then I'm gonna leave it alone. Okay. Well what were you what were you gonna say? Now I'm curious. Which I mean, which side hangs up faster? I'm I'm gonna leave the Laker side out of it because I'm too close to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um but if for whatever reasons you are dissatisfied with Russell Westbrook, who by the way is well last night he wasn't particularly good, but yeah. but the last for the most month part, or lately. so, he's been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so for whatever reasons you as a Laker fan might be willing to part with Russ, what does that do for Indiana? Well, you just talked about like the ticket sales aspect of it. He certainly would move the market. He would like I, I think I think people would go and see. I think he makes them good enough to be like exciting and get people into the arena, and they could continue to do that. You uh, consolidate all of your 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 kind of iffy contracts into one big one, which so is precisely what it, teams don't want to do. Well, but like it, it becomes an expiring at the end of the season, and it becomes a, 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 at the end of this upcoming season for next year. It would become right. a, an expiring deal. Um, and in and, in your in your, <laughs> I'm trying to be delicate here. Yeah, in your defense. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a period of time where expiring contracts, as you said, it's not now, but it, it will be next year. There was a time where an exper- expiring contracts, there was a, a, a time when they didn't have as much value. They're starting to have more value again. Yeah, yeah I mean, because at the end, and, and look, if they if they basically say, all right, we're going to head into a rebuild, um, but we still want to be decent enough, we still want to be fairly competitive, then you just take the, the, the tough hit next year, and then you have complete flexibility the year after that um, to either sign guys that you draft or, or that you've drafted or, 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 you know, move Russ for, for more talent that kind of fits. My problem with Indiana is basically like they have, like you said a second ago, a whole bunch of parts that like, I like a lot. I've always been a huge fan of Miles Miles Turner's game. Always been a huge fan of Malcolm Brogdon's game. Like he's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite kind of point guards for ball dominant wings out there. Um, the issue though, is that like, if you think of them like a car, they have nice rims, you know, a nice, you know, it's a, the, the, the body on it is nice. It's a nice looking Are you about car. to give us your, your Mexican uncle painting your car over and over story again? No, 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 not, not, not that one again. <laughs> uh, but like, it's, it's like, it looks like a car. It looks like a car that you say like, oh man, that, that car looks like fun. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it has no engine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't have something that really propels all of those pieces that we kind of like that we you know kind of like or or really like or whatever there isn't that like you know there isn't the superstar who makes all those guys fits all those guys into their more natural roles as role players that we like there isn't paul george there isn't paul george or in this case there isn't russell westbrook you know again just throwing it out into the universe and just kind of you know lofting it out there seeing how it goes yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) so in talking to someone close there, uh, very close there, um, based on 
my comments a few minutes ago. You can probably guess who it is, but I'm not going to say who it is. Yeah. Um, how about a source there? We'll do that. Yeah. I, we'll act like I'm a capital Sauces. J journalist, which I am mm -hmm. not. Um, and even and even before the season started, and going back to last year, the conversation I had with this person a lot was, and I kind of still believe this, I think that the Pacers maybe have the largest collection and or best collection of like B minus. Yeah. B maybe B plus guys in the league. They don't have the A guy. Um, right. And they haven't since Paul George left. And like before that, I don't know who it was. And and you know what? It's, it's I'm not like talking out of school here because in the, in the, uh, the Shams and I'm not sure who co-wrote it with Shams, but in the athletic article, Kevin Pritchard, who was not, my source on this yeah was quoted as saying like you know we don't have that guy anymore we thought like oladipo kind of had that it factor and paul george absolutely is and was a superstar mm -hmm. um the, the and they're not going to get any guys in free agency so they do have to either acquire those guys through trade or through the draft and we've talked about on the show before, and I just mentioned that they're never going to bottom out, or at least up until now, they have been unwilling to bottom out. And so they have only had, I think it's like one top 10 pick uh, this century. I think it was Miles Turner 10th, you know, whatever, six, yeah. seven years ago. Um, Paul was George was 13th, I think. Um, they had, they also had the 15th pick. Uh, that they technically drafted Kawhi and traded him for George Hill. But Oof. they have fewer uh, ways in which they can acquire that A guy, um, you know, as compared to the Lakers or the Warriors or the Knicks or or Brooklyn, maybe the Bulls, you know, Miami. But that's probably the whole list. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's it's tough. On the one hand, you say you want to you continue to be competitive because you want to sell those tickets. You are in Indiana and that means you're not going to, nobody's going to go out of their way. Like, I, I can't wait to grow up and play for the Indiana Pacers. Like, that's not something that that very many superstars are saying. Um, and then, you know, maybe they try to position themselves as, uh, you know, a trade target if a superstar gets unhappy somewhere else and they have like an extra year left on their contract and they try to convince that star over the, over the time that that star is there in Indiana to maybe stick around beyond the time kind of like it's how it's worked out with Chris Paul like maybe mm -hmm. that's how they position themselves the issue there though again is that those those players who would hopefully convince Chris Paul to stick around are on the kind of deals that you would be moving for Chris Paul or 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 the 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 you know right player x superstar and the x way, the way who, that works is that you trade a bunch of these guys now yeah. and get that OKC huge haul of, of first round picks that you're then able to move with some salary filler for right. whoever that next disgruntled stars. The problem is to do that, you have to at least risk, you have to at least risk being Tank bad it. for a year or two. Mm -hmm. And so far, Indiana has been unwilling to do that. I will say for Indiana, they do have a very like unique relationship with the sport. It's kind yeah. of the birthplace of basketball and, and Larry Bird and the shooting and Reggie Miller and all that. So they do have, they're not just like, you know, pick a random small market, right? They're not Sacramento. They're not whoever, Memphis. They're not New Orleans. They're not yeah. like New Orleans care and Memphis both care, seem to care more about college basketball than NBA basketball. 
So they do, it's, they're not like just a random small market. So I kind of understand like the dynamic there, which it, which is kind of just different. Yeah. You know, you, you technically have the Colts there and that's, you know, competition for, for pro eyes, like fans of, of pro teams out there. But, you know, you compare the city's relationship with the Indiana Pacers uh, compared to the Colts and like how, how the relationship is in new Orleans with the saints and the Pelicans and like the Pelicans never have a chance. Whereas sure. I think if the Pacers are really good, then I oh, think yeah, it, gets do, cra- it gets cracking in it, there. They have a great arena. It's also one of the few arenas too, that's like designed for basketball, oh, it gets cracking which, uh, which is what makes it a, a, a really cool kind of spot to watch. Three years game. ago, I saw a 43 point Laker loss to the Pacers and it got cracking in there. I promise you. Yeah. But they also like the with the college thing with the Hoosiers, you know, Indiana Hoosiers is the thing there, or at least it was. Yeah. Um, you know, like in comparison with Memphis, nobody cares about the Grizzlies, right? They if it's basketball, they care about Memphis's college Memphis State, now Memphis like the college team is what they care about for for whatever reason. So yeah, it's like it's not it is kind of a unique situation. And I'm not sure. I mean, they do have a lot of things that they can do because of the reasons we've laid out. But I'm not sure I believe the Pacers are like going into a full rebuild until I see yeah. it. Yeah, I did. I'm I'm there with you. Um and and the the Westbrook thing is is kind of mostly facetious, like 99% maybe like 90% facetious. I mean, it is it is an interesting time because what uh, what is today? Today's the 10th. You know, in five days, all of those contracts that are signed, um, mm-hmm. not all of them, the vast majority of people that signed in the off season are, are eligible to be traded. So it is the right time to start talking about these things and having all sorts of different sides leaking stuff to position themselves, players and agents and teams. Um, so it's the right time to be like considering such things. And maybe also why we're getting to this is like the beginning of trade season, right? Yeah. Um, although nothing yep. ever happens now. Once once we get to like December fifteenth, that's the beginning of league season. That's where that's where you know agents are doing their job with with reporters and like, hey, you know, my guy is kind of looking for a bigger role here. Let's see what else can be done elsewhere. You know, and and uh, you know, we we've already seen some of these leaky faucets in in parts of the country, right, with Portland and with uh, Philly that just can't seem to stop. Uh, that that trickle of of pseudo news, and we'll talk about the Blazers and Dame here in a second. Last thing here before we move on, though, uh, the 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 actual kind of trade discussion that I have seen kind of bantered about here and there uh, is with THT. Now he can't be moved till uh, January fifteenth, right? And uh, so you know you're you're hoping that Turner isn't moved before then. But if Turner makes it to January 15th and THT, you know, still doesn't quite look like he's fitting with the nucleus that the Lakers were hoping he would fit with, I, there are worse trades that the Lakers could make than THT, none, and 2026's first for, for, TA, for, for Miles Turner. I wouldn't, I don't think it's the best way to use their assets because I still think you need a small forward. But if you are going to make a trade, Turner spaces the floor next to AD, so AD could technically play the four and not hurt you as badly in terms of spacing as he does next to like Dwight and DeAndre. Uh, you can go super duper big, and your small forward 
becomes LeBron, who is all right at that, though I'm a little nervous about his foot speed keeping up with those kinds of small forwards, guys. Uh, if, if, if you're desperate to make a trade, which I don't think the Lakers are, if you're desperate to make a trade, there were worse things you could do than to bring in Miles Turner. Hennessy is delicious. Yep. <laughs> um, I will say that that front court that you just described, I'm not going to name anybody by name. Yep. But that front court that you just described, um, good luck scoring on them. When they, if they care yeah. and the guys are engaged, good luck scoring on them. In general, do you think, like, not, not even regarding Turner, because I don't want to get you in trouble here, but um, a, a move like that, you know, it, would it have a similar effect on the, the the stars as maybe firing Frank might? If you're hoping to get those guys to care more consistently, could a trade like that work? Or do you think it, they're kind of sort of holding out? Well, I don't want to get you in trouble. So, but do you I think, think, it, I think, I think, do you think that I would think, like get, shake up the situation? Enough I think that to is get a big them... enough. If you, if, if your concern is, um, attention focus want to effort kind of stuff i think that any like all-star player or like all-star ish level player that you add to the mix is enough of a shake-up to hopefully get people's attention yeah i i i tend to think so too that also shifts the team back to more of like a a, a frank vogel type team that the makeup, the roster makeup makes more sense with, with Frank as the head coach of it. So just something to, to, to kind of keep in the back of your minds if you're hoping to see the Lakers do something. Um, let's move on to the Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. Last time, Aaron, you and I spoke, Neil O'Shea had just been fired. Yeah, um, just like as we were hitting the air, yeah. <laughs> like, like an hour before we started recording the last show, that's when that news went down. This week was kind of interesting because... Uh, first, we got the report or series of reports from Woj that, uh, I'll just say it, seemed to come more from like the Blazers side of things and, and the previous management's side of things. Talked about Olshay's playoff record, talked about uh, the things that Dame hasn't necessarily done in the you playoffs. You know what? How about this? I'll say it. Yeah. Woj's source on that was Neil Olshay. He was a mouthpiece for Neil Olshay. Yeah. There you All, right. Go. All right. So he, so the, that's where that's where that and I I agree. So that was where that was coming from. And then uh, you know I th I found it interesting because nowhere in Woj's series of reports did we get anything about like Dame asking for a trade. Dame has asked for a trade, nothing like that. And then the next day at practice, Dame says, "I am not asking for a trade," which was right. like, Dame, you nobody ever said you did. So like it, it's kind of like the, to it. It's kind of like to ungeneral like unease and unhappiness yeah well okay but it kind of reminded me of like the 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 tweet right the i didn't murder that person shirt is doing a lot of exp explaining for the murder i'm trying not to cop to having done you know like like <laughs> like dame dame like going out i didn't say i wanted to be dame nobody said you wanted to be oh okay well just to, just to be clear i am not asking for a trade i do not want to be traded do you want anybody to be traded with you or, or, or instead of you well you know Hennessy, Hennessy is delicious. I don't, I don't know Dame's uh, 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 liquor preferences. Do you think it's uh, conjure? I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody <laughs> is. I don't think they're in business anymore. I suspect nobody's uh, liquor preferences conjure. 
Uh, certainly wasn't Lamarcus's. Um, <laughs> I think what we have learned, I mean, because this has been going on with Dame for a year, probably, but at least like six or nine months is Dame is very cognizant of how he comes across and mm -hmm. what is being said about him. Very brand aware. Yes. Um, and I think he is trying to make the point. Look, I like Chris Haynes a lot. He's he's like he's a friend of mine mm -hmm. um, and he has a lot of history. So if he says something about Dame, it's coming from Dame or mm -hmm. somebody like one step removed from Dame. But otherwise, Dame is very clear about unless you hear me say it. Yeah, don't attribute it to me. Don't put any stock in it. Um, it's clear like him and his camp. Do not have a relationship with Woj. Do not have a relationship with Shams. Mm -hmm. Unless it comes from his mouth and you hear him say it. Like when he wants a trade, when he wants to be traded, he has made it very clear at this point that you're going to hear it from him. Now, you're going to hear from him and maybe probably Chris because he and Chris are, are very, very close. Mm -hmm. um, he's also he's also close with, um, with uh, Mark Spears from ESPN also. Mm -hmm. And so... I think Dame has done some work here to kind of in kind of in opposite of, well, the same, uh, but on opposite sides of Neil Olshay. Yeah. Does not want to be the bad guy. Right. And if Dame does ask for a trade and want out, I think he wants it to be seen that his hand was forced. I think Dame is trying to control narrative here, just like Neil Olshay was um, and is. And so I, I think, I'm going to take Dame at his word, right? Because Dame has been pretty clear at this point. Like, unless you hear anything about me from me, or if you're actually paying attention from Chris Haynes, yeah, like, don't necessarily believe it. Some of it might be true, but Dame wants you to think, unless it comes from me, this is not real. I think, so the, the way that I always kind of handle this is... Not to put myself in that player's shoes, but to to try to, like... If if Dame was to ask for a trade, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes like it, 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 and, I don't think and, he, I don't think he I think he's afraid of getting the like KD snake like you left us kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but like I also think that Harden, I, you know, like all of that. But I I don't think anybody would hold it against him, or at least they shouldn't, in my opinion. I think I think most Blazers fans that I've spoken to, and again, it's completely anecdotally anecdotal here, and most of the Blazers fans that I talk to are a lot more tuned into that kind of stuff than like the casual fan. Cause the casual, mm -hmm. it's always a casual fan who goes out and burns the Jersey and calls people snakes and stuff like that. Like that's, those are the ones who are going to go out and pop off and, and say and, and do dumb stuff. Um, when if they were that player, they would like the freedom to be able to say like, man, I've been here for how long, right? You know, and, and we've been running, we've been playing the same song here with CJ for how long, you know? And so, so when it comes to like Dame, not asking for a trade or, or or making it very known that he's not asking for a trade. It's always felt to me kind of over over compensatory, right? We're, we're like, uh, it's, yeah. it, I, I, I don't want to ask for a trade. I don't want to ask for a trade. I don't want to ask for a trade. Okay. But like, nobody's asking you about a trade. Nope. Like, nope. That's not a topic of conversation right now. And, and I think it tells me, or, you know, maybe I'm reading into it because I would like to see him traded. Uh, just because like Portland has had their chance, they didn't build a, a winner around him, 
and I, 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 and I'd frankly just like to see the story end. It's really, it's really annoying. <laughs> like, like it's, it's so I'm much like, I, do you really want to? We've got like, I don't know, we, you and I have hundreds of shows left together. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, this is this is content. This oh, is there's really... always going to be there's always going to be yeah, some some next players one. next. There's always, like, it's so, the NBA. There's always yeah. The there's one. always going to be after Dame gets moved, somebody else is going to be like, man, he looks way happier at his new spot, and then they're going to ask for a trade. I mean, maybe the, it's Russ. Like, He'll really want to go to Indiana. Here you go. Uh, the, <laughs> but isn't like the obvious answer to this something built around CJ and Ben Simmons, right? Isn't that I, the obvious answer? It's that's what's so like that's why. Aaron, like, that's why I want this thing to end because it's staring everybody right in the face. It's right there. Like Daryl gets his eject button. Uh, Dame gets a wing who makes a lot of sense, by the way, next mm -hmm. to Dame. Or a team that hasn't guarded anybody in like seven years. Like, yeah. Immediately get like a top five defensive we're not presence have, in the we're league. We're not going to be worried about Ben Simmons. Like, oh, he doesn't shoot. Okay. Well, Dame will take 30 a yeah. night. Like, right all those all those shots that are given up from dame CJ, and norm and right? yeah like all those dudes that are given that cj you know whatever what's he shoot 15 16 times a night probably yeah like ben simmons is cool taking three of those yeah <laughs> the other 13 can go to dame yeah and he's and, cool and, with that too i promise you yeah either him or norm like norm doesn't seem bashful you know he's no, never he's really... no 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 he's it's... norm norm gonna get him up yeah and so like it, it just that's that's why i find myself so annoyed with this story because it's gone for so long and while we have gotten the, the major change in Olshay being fired, the same thing remains, like everything remains the same outside of that. The best move here for both parties is for Philly and Portland to just buck up and make the move that they should have made, they, they should have made weeks ago, months ago even. So uh, Joe Cronin, who was taken over in, in Portland as the GM, um, I've known for, I don't know, 15 years at this point. He's a very smart dude. He's a very good dude. He knows what he's talking about. He played at, I don't remember where, so some like agricultural and mining place in, in Colorado. Uh -huh. uh, he's just, he's just a good dude, uh, but he's also really smart and has prepared for this moment and taught himself like every step of the way, right? He was an intern, became a scout just because he was so good at it. Then became a cap guy for the Blazers because he taught himself the cap and became so good at it. So he is well positioned to do this um, and has just said recently that he wants to add to the roster. I don't, the Blazers don't have a lot of like bullets in the chamber of things they can do um, to add to the roster without really kind of removing a significant piece, whether that's, whether that's CJ or Dame or Nurkic. Um, there's not a lot they can do. Maybe, maybe there's some movement there with Covington to a contender um, because he's expiring but the question then becomes right like I, from what we've heard he has a really good relationship with jody allen uh paul allen's sister who is who is in charge of the team mm -hmm. but there is a gm search now is probably and he he's he is you know in that search he it is possible that that he could take the full-time job during the year is not a great time to be looking for a gm because it is difficult to interact with the other teams and get permission to talk to their second mm -hmm. in command or even their GM. So the question is the Blazers need to do something now, but we don't have what is probably the most important piece to this puzzle, which is despite how fond everyone seems to be of, of Joe, 
and how I would tell you, I think he is very capable of being the guy. We don't know how empowered he is to make a franchise altering move. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I don't think any kind of move here with the Blazers is going to happen. Like, it's been funny to see people saying, oh, finally, Dane's finally going to get traded. The first move that a new GM is going to do is trade the most popular player in the history of the franchise. Like, and also the best, yeah, he, like, the best player. In the and best player franchise. too. Like, like that's yeah, Mr. Mr. Blazer. Yeah. I got, Here's what I will say. I, don't I definitely know. don't think an interim GM is going to be allowed to pull that trigger either. Well, like that's not, that's not something he's allowed to do. So here's what I'll say from what I know about Joe. If he, I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't know if he's empowered to do anything yeah. really, anything of significance. But if he is, and he believes that that's the right move, he will do it. Um, he is not going to be afraid of taking a big swing. Yeah. If he believes it, then he'll do it. I don't know if he can. I don't know if he does believe that. I don't know if he's empowered to do it. But if he is empowered and he feels like that's the right thing to do, he will not be afraid to do it. Yeah, I just don't see him being empowered enough to do it. Like, I, like that's just... I'm also not sure. It's, even if he is, I'm not sure that's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's the other thing is I I would like, if if I was stepping into that into those shoes, I would like the opportunity to try to make it work with the most popular player in franchise history. Because if you the make other... that work... If you're able to make that, and then like, like the other thing too that I meant to mention earlier was, you know, it was really complicated for for whoever was stepping into Olshay's shoes to do what is uh, best for the Blazers because Dame wants to make fifty million a year. Like that's, that's exactly the that's the, the exactly what you. The other part of it. Well, that that sure, but it but like letting people know about that extension heading into it um, is exactly the kind of thing that you leak. If you're trying to get ahead of the narrative, if you trade Dame, like, hey guys, just a heads up, I personally would love to keep Dame here. It just make it. It just makes so much sense to have Dame uh, retire as a player, as a Blazer, and all these things. Uh, but man, fifty million is a lot for Damian Lillard. Sure, but it also could be from Dame's camp saying this is what you're going to do, and knowing yeah. that the backlash because he is Mr. Blazer that uh, may occur from the fan base. It, part of it could be trying to nudge the Blazers into doing that. I, I mean, that's a hard conversation to have, but I don't want to pay Dame 50, whatever million when he's 36 no. and 37. I no. like, especially because, you know, he's dealing with the little injuries now. Uh, all indications are he's going to be back. I think it's Sunday that, um, he is he's probably going to come back but frankly he hasn't been any good this year no well, that's not fair he hasn't been any good in comparison to his standards right yeah so that should give the blazers some pause too also interesting for whoever theoretically would be wanting to acquire him right mm -hmm. like he's got three years left after this year so that provides a window for teams to have a chance but then there is that looming extension yeah there it is. Indiana makes that rust trade that we just talked about, but for Dame. There you go. Indiana, make it happen. <laughs> I will say this. Joe Cronin and uh, and Kevin Pritchard and Chad Buchanan, they are, they are all three of them very close. So I would imagine they could work together. All right. I think we just broke the 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 Dame trade to Indiana. <laughs> no, you're the you're the one that loves to spend your Friday early afternoons on the trade machine. So I'm I'm waiting for you to crank it up. Friday early afternoons, dude. That's my Friday night activity. 
I was you, I was up last night watching very different lives, brother. I was watching the the Kanye concert last night with the trade yeah, machine yeah, yeah. next to me. It was great. Yeah, yeah. It was my uh, perfect Thursday. Yeah, we were we were yeah we were uh, we were online discussing such things. That Drake Drake Poor is Drake. Drake is the goat, but he had no chance yesterday. He's not the goat. He's yes, come he on. Yeah, yeah. He's not. I don't the think gate. it's close. He is. He's not the goat. No. He is. I don't think it's close. No, he's. But like he the... had no shot last night because he's not the goat. Because I because of the circumstances of it, because it was Kanye's thing, and he was being brought in to. It's because he doesn't have the, the, the mea culpa. He doesn't and have because the hits. J, J, man, never mind. I'm gonna never mind. He, you think you 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 think if left up to his own devices, that was the set list Drake was gonna go with? If it, oh, they were great. just like so do we're, whatever we're, you want, we're, we're blaming Frank Vogel for his set list now, huh? Like that's it. We're blaming Clutch. Not, I I am not. I'm not. We're doing blaming anything the, of the sort. <laughs> like the 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 shadow GM that we heard about is responsible for Jake's set list. I am doing nothing of the sort. <laughs> I am doing nothing <laughs> of the sort. I mean, forever. The end of the night, forever was pretty great. But like to me, they both sounded bad. To be honest, they were both doing way too much singing, had way too much backing track. Both of them sound well. Kanye sounded out of breath. Both of them sounded like they need some auto tune to sing. Well, you know what? Never mind. Go. Drake is the go. We'll we'll finish this he's conversation not, later. He's, yeah, he's, I don't think it's close. He's it it it's certainly. I mean, close. he ain't Michael Jackson or Prince, but I'm talking about in the rap game in hip hop. Drake it's, is the go. Look. There is there is no more nauseating phrase to me than it's not and it's not close. It, it's like it's always close. If you're talking about goats, if you're talking about like that level of of hair splitting, it's LeBron, always LeBron, close. LeBron LeBron's better than Jordan and it's not close. See, here we go. <laughs> I I didn't realize I was I, I I created a show to have to 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 be paired up with it's not close Twitter. Damn it. <laughs> here we go. All right, uh let's move on. We mentioned him in passing already. Frank Vogel. Uh, Jeannie Buss was asked by Mark Medina of NBA.com uh, about the situation there and and the rising pressure on Frank Vogel. Again, I, I'm guessing we're heading into uh, the the deliciousness of of Hennessy territory here. I mean, it but is. She, it's got like notes of raisin, which are raisins are awful. But yeah, what? That's that's the note you go with there. Like that's it does the note? kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I like it so much. It All right, notes of raisin. Yeah, if if you're trying to sell Hennessy, I would maybe start with something other than notes of raisin. Okay, like, hey, are you eating raisin bran right now? Have you ever wanted your liquor to taste like that? Drink Hennessy. All right. You so should the, you should do their public relations. <laughs> so so uh, Jeannie was asked about Frank Vogel and said that she will not uh, evaluate, start to evaluate the job that Frank is doing until the Lakers are 100% healthy. We just don't know if that is going to ever be the case. Or I would go so far as to say I know definitively that I don't think this team is going to be 100% healthy at any point this season. We don't know about Kendrick Nunn. I was talking to Jen about bone bruises and why one would hold him out for now going on three months, basically, yeah. and what's going on there. And she said that depending on the place that that bruise happened, if it's on a ligament, that could mean surgery if it doesn't make any any uh real improvements in, in the next you know coming month or so uh, so that's something to me you know I, i'd be curious to see what extra tests that they're running on his knee and, and and what might be going on there but anyway long story short is Jeannie, somebody who has in the past said that she doesn't like to cycle through coaches and i believe she compared that to the way that jim bus did 
Uh, that is not something that she likes doing. She is a very loyal person, um, incredibly loyal. And Frank Vogel won a championship with the Lakers. That is something that we also know Jeannie Buss holds in very high regard. And that is very high up on her list of priorities when it comes to evaluating people within the organization. And uh, so it didn't surprise me to hear her saying that she doesn't want to evaluate Frank right now and kind of kicking the can down down the road because I, I would imagine she really likes Frank. She's called him Ted Lasso. Uh, she, you know, the, the, the entire organization has kind of considered him that kind of presence and they really like his positivity around the building. Um, Aaron, you know that stuff better than I do, so you could speak maybe probably in, in, in better detail about that. But uh, given that LeBron didn't defend Frank, when given the opportunity, he said that he's strong-minded and that uh, criticism is part of the thing, never really commented on the type of coach that Frank Vogel is, what he actually brings to the table, said the staff is good, and then uh, a couple nights prior said how great Ty Lu is, but didn't really go into detail about why he thinks Frank Vogel is a great head coach. Hearing this from Jeannie kind of pumps those brakes a little bit if you aren't considering the other context around the statement. So I think Jeannie handled it as well. I mean, it's not, it's a difficult situation. There is, or there have been for a few, maybe several weeks, um, you know, like rumors going around, um, not internally, but like rumors going around. Yeah. Um, the Twitter People... sphere and, and, and NBA, you know, writers and such. Coaches apparently are really talking about this a lot. So I think that, I mean, this is kind of one of those situations where, I'm not sure what Jeannie is supposed to say other than that. Um, I think she literally said, what do you want me to say? Like that was part of her quote. She, yeah. Two, well, two what else, uh, yeah right. Like what, what else say? is she? Um, she is a, an, an incredibly loyal person. She also very much likes Frank. Um, I also very much like Frank. And then like the second half of this, the, the LeBron part of it, that this is kind of like LeBron's, modus operandi right like he tends to if it's somebody else right with Ty Lu, that's a different thing he's obviously very fond of Ty Lu, but Ty Lu's not his coach right now um but for his coach right this is like what happens with lebron he's kind of he likes to position himself to remain out of it mm -hmm. whatever influence lebron does or doesn't have some of that is waxes and wanes a little bit um he doesn't have as much influence as it's portrayed in the public but he does have significant influence um but lebron has been very has shown to be very clear that he wants to at least publicly stay out of it yeah so what you got from lebron in that answer was him publicly staying out of it. It wasn't a vote of confidence. It wasn't a get this dude out of here. It was LeBron in his way, kind of just staying out of it. Um, what are LeBron's reasons for that? That's probably a whole different show. But it was LeBron staying out of it. No, he didn't really defend Frank. No, he didn't like drive the bus over Frank. LeBron kind of just stayed down the middle. Um, I think that I don't think I don't think Frank's the problem. I will say that. No, 
I don't know I that don't, he's necessarily the solution. Either. Well, that's the other thing. I don't. I also don't think that um, some of the ways in which you can evaluate a coach, not him specifically, but just a coach, I don't know that he has been finding dynamic solutions either. Mm-mm. I think it is also fair to ask the question, are those solutions available? Yeah. Um, and that is not a Frank issue. That's not a Frank. But again, to be fair, I don't think Frank has been the solution. Um, do I think he's done a good job? Sure. Do I think he's done a like really good job? No, I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I he's done like a great a, job. I give him like a C plus B minus so far for this right. year. So you and I are like, do I think he's done like a good job? Yeah. Are, are there like little things here and there that I would like to see different? that are his decisions? Yes. Is that also true of what I know of the, some of the front office? Yes. Um, there's your, there's your big headline for the show, but I don't think Frank is the problem. I think that, and this is, this is like part of when you make the decision. So this is like a big inflection point for every roster build in the NBA. If you are in the situation of the Lakers, the Heat, you know, the Warriors, and the teams that can attract those top tier guys, those superstar guys, there is, there is, well, you hope there is a question. Are we going to go with two max guys, two superstar guys, and we're going to have a little money to spread around for those mid tier contracts that we've been talking about throughout the show, right? Those mm-hmm. 10, 12. Right, those those Trez, the Coos, the KCP, mm-hmm. Caruso, Caruso, right? Or are you going to trade all your chips in, like Brooklyn did, like the Lakers did, and say we're going to consolidate all of those and we're going to go three? And if you go three, or like the Warriors were kind of a unique situation because Steph Curry was among the best two or three players in the NBA for a while while he was making eleven million because of his ankle stuff, mm-hmm. and he signed an undervalued contract because of it. So the Warriors didn't have to make that specific calculation and were able to get Kevin Durant because of it with Clay and with Draymond. But for the real NBA, if you go to three superstars, as the Heat did with LeBron in Miami, the cost of that is basically the rest of your roster is rookies and vet men guys. Mm-hmm. And the reason that those guys are vet minimum guys, and frankly, I think the the Lakers did a damn good job after getting Russ of selecting, if you're going to get Russ, and we can all have a discussion, and we have, about Mm -hmm. whether that was the right move. But once that decision was made, I think the Lakers did a very good job of selecting vet min guys. The issue with that is, two, one, you generally have to turn them over every year because they're on one-year contracts, and your continuity Mm -hmm. suffers because of that. And two, those guys are generally vet men guys for a reason. Yeah. They often have one really good skill, but you're not going to find two-way players that are vet minimum guys. You just aren't because they'll get a ton more money because they're... And whatever their like one skill is, even if it's an elite skill, generally you're, you're not going to get it it's every It's a give night. and take. You're not going to get it every night. So yeah, the Lakers have a roster of vet minimum guys. And so when Frank is making lineup choices, look like Avery Bradley is playing, you know, whatever we think of Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's playing a lot of minutes 
Avery Bradley played a bunch of minutes in the opener. He was cut by the Warriors two days before that or three days before that. Yeah. So those kind of players, which you're going to have a bunch of them if you have three superstars, I'm not exactly sure what Frank is like. You can plug holes with those vet men guys, right? Like, okay, we need spacing. Well, Melo can shoot it, right? And Malik can shoot it and Wayne Ellington can shoot it. So that'll help with spacing. But then what are you giving up, right? You're like, it's like a dam, right? You're plugging yeah. one hole and giving up something else. And that is inherent in having a team with three superstars. So I don't know how much of that is a Frank issue. Are there a few things, in my opinion, that he could do a little better and optimize? Yes, but like, those are kind of like fringe things on the margins. Yeah, I think my issue, because I agree with everything that you said there, like, it's objectively true. If you have Vetmen guys, they are flawed players who, even at their best, when they are playing their best, uh, are giving up something else elsewhere on the court. And right? you're not going to get it every night, right? Like, right. Malik Monk is, like, he's going to, their nights, he's going to look like one of the best players on the floor. Yeah. And he might make you six or seven threes. But if he did that every night, he's Steph Curry, right? Like right. There's, a, right there's a reason why. Okay, and the next night he's going to be 0 for 6, and right? That's why those guys are minimum guys. Or Yeah. That's not fair. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not why those guys are minimum guys. It is why those guys are available for the minimum. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I just think for, like, my issues with Frank this year is that the holes that he is plugging are still leaking. Right. So like if he's if he's trying to fix the defense, if he's trying to make the Lakers a decent defensive team, then okay, you try to do so with going big and you go with uh with DeAndre or Dwight and A D and uh LeBron at the at small forward and your giant interior. Uh but the problem is they haven't been rebounding very well. So right. that hole that you're trying to plug is still We're leaking guarding. while while the, the hole that you're ignoring is gushing right the, the the hole that they're ignoring is like shooting and offensive capabilities and making life easier on lebron ad and russ mm -hmm. offensively Th those holes are just kind of gushing water and the holes that they're trying to plug are leaking whereas i think you're better off you're, you're still probably going to leak every so often from if you try to plug the offensive holes because like you're saying it's unpredictable relying on vetmen kind of guys but I think your those holes are going to be more plugged more consistently than the ones in he that he's trying to plug right now with defensive players that aren't the kinds of defensive players he thinks they are. So and and I yeah, and right, I think sorry. well and I and I think like when you're talking about like why there's so much noise surrounding Frank and why you know LeBron um, is kind of non-committal when it comes to speaking up for Frank, like LeBron recognizes that too. I think I don't I don't I don't I don't think. I think LeBron is, is way smarter than I am when it comes to basketball. And I think he kind of knows like, you know, this isn't ideal either. Maybe sure, there's, but there's always when it is, uh, when something is not going as you would like in life and basketball and whatever, there's plenty of blame to go around. Yeah. Um, there, I think there is a fair conversation to have, like you're not wrong, but it's not like, Frank is like sitting some really great player and just be like, mm -hmm. eh, like we don't need him. Like, yeah. well, so like you're, you're Austin right. Reeves but, is out of the rotation. That's just, 
Austin yeah. Reeves is is a superstar in waiting. Absolutely, I'm telling you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and I think I think it's fair. Like Frank, there's some blame on, for, in my opinion. Right again, I, I said I don't think things have been optimized. I've been pretty clear on Twitter. Um, I would start AD at the five, LeBron at the four, THT. The lineup as it currently can, is constructed with those guys and Avery Bradley and Russ, there just isn't enough space. Mm-hmm. I would play Malik Monk instead of Avery Bradley, but that also comes with its own like flaws and deficiencies. So at some point, I don't think part I of it, like THT. if you look at, uh, I think uh, Jason Maples, who oh, my boy Maples posted a thread uh, either this morning or last night, last night about, you know, like kind of facetiously like, oh, like this is on Frank. Right. Right. And there was like, I don't know, six or seven clips in the thread of breakdowns the, of the guys just not trying defensively or just giving yeah. up straight line drives, not paying attention. So like, look, like the coach is responsible for that, but it's not his fault, right? Like yeah. he is responsible for everything that happens. But if like, if the guys are just getting beat and not paying attention, you know, I sent out a tweet last night that the Lakers lack of focus and like attention to detail was staggering because yeah. it was, it was like, is Frank responsible for that? Sure. Because he's the head coach, but is it his fault? No. Yeah. Right. Like at some point, the guys also have to just like say, I'm not going to get punked by the dude in front of me. That's right. part of it also. Right. Well, and that's like, you know, we talked about this with, you know, potentially acquiring an all star and how that maybe changes the trajectory and the and the focus and the energy that that the Lakers are playing with. Um, look, you know, people got really angry at me when I pointed this out last night. LeBron. AD, like there's been a weird vibe to both of those guys at t- at various times this year. Like AD, I've never seen AD kind of bow his head and put his hands on his knees as often as I've seen him this year. He's also, by the way, I don't know, like Darius's theory is that he um, put on a little bit too much muscle and that he isn't moving the way that he normally, like that's, that's I think, a pretty good explanation for it. I, I just, I, there's just a weird vibe to him. I don't know if he's not right mentally, not right physically, what's going on there. But like, I think I've only seen, I, I can maybe only count on, on with five fingers, the number of times that AD has really gotten way up above the rim this Tell year. Me, you don't, you're telling me you don't have to take your shoes off? Now, I, you know, nobody wants that anyway. I have hideous feet. <laughs> and so like, but like, like I'm, I'm watching. You're not, start, I'm, you're not starting the Anthony Irwin feet only fans. On, only, only feets. No, yeah. no. I'm, the I'm, ni- I'm, what is it? 19.99 a month. I'll subscribe. No, I, I'd probably have to pay people. To, to, <laughs> I'll to give you 19.99 yeah. a month. You got to look, look at, at my pictures feet. of my feet. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like, I, I but you know, I, I just, I, a lot of the ways that he's finishing, and and frankly, all of the Lakers so far this year, like there aren't very many Lakers who are going out and finishing way above the rim. Russ isn't getting way up there. LeBron isn't getting way up there. AD is, you would think, the most capable of doing it. He isn't doing it. Uh, Dwight is, is you know, by his standards, not not quite way up there. DeAndre was, um, if he was given a full a full like runway to get up there and 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 go catch that ball at 13 feet, but that was literally the only thing that he was doing on basketball courts, and and so like I I, I think for for where the Lakers kind of stand right now, I I don't know if it's uh, you know, annoyance or frustration with, with, with however, you know, any number of things, not to 
point all the blame at Vogel, not to point all the blame. I would probably hold whoever put this roster together uh, more accountable than than uh, Frank personally. But you know, like it's not like that is you, you can't change that now. You the thing that you can change is Frank, and that's why Jeannie is getting asked about it. I went and I found the actual quote. She did say, "quote We're as connected as any organization can be." I really I, don't way, know what. By the way, I'm not going to shill for the organization. I'm not going to yeah. be a mouthpiece, but I think that is true. But it, well, this was the, this was I thought a really telling kind of part of the quote here, where she says, "I really don't know what you're looking for me to say." Like that's that's it sounds like frust like I don't know if Mark was kind of pressing her like you know th th this is here's this column that Plasky wrote and here's this set of rumors that are floating around over here and all of this and I don't know. NBA.com normally doesn't press people like that's kind of part of the league's PR hand like that. I don't PR like I don't I don't, don't really know what was going on there, but but like that getting that quote, I really don't know what you're looking for me to say, saying that to NBA.com like, it, you know, that that reading between the lines of that kind of shows like, yeah, th this is probably on a lot of people's minds. There's just no real way to fix it right now. And there's no, there's literally no way to actually analyze the situation because we haven't seen Trevor Ariza. Correct. We haven't seen Kendrick Nunn. Correct. Kent Bazemore was a freaking shadow of himself. Like, uh, Baze started the opener, if I'm not mistaken, right? He did, right. But right. he was and we terrible. Haven't seen him in, we haven't seen him in three weeks. Yeah, he was, ter he was terrible. Dude, you realize how bad you got to be at basketball to lose your job while everybody around you is basically dying? Like they're, they're <laughs> basically dying. Yeah, like every everybody's oh, no. like everybody's everybody's getting hurt. Everybody's like you know like people people are are, are not available and all this stuff. Like, like yeah, and like and the LeBron's fact that he got demoted while that was going on. LeBron's that, that back now, but LeBron's played in half the games. Yeah, and that's part of that's that's the other part of the issue as it relates to all of the trade conversations is you need some time, and and this is kind of the first time to do it, even though you know I. It, I, to, it looks like a, Trevor's going to be back from what I've heard and seen within the next week to 10 days. I would expect Please. him back. None. I, I don't know, but like this finally feels like the first time there is some like modicum of health enough so that you can begin to evaluate it. That is the problem, right? Like if you don't know what you have, you don't necessarily know what you need. And the trade deadline is whatever, two months away. Um, yeah. So I think that's the one other thing I wanted to say about Frank is I tend to agree with you that I think the concessions need to be made for spacing as opposed to, to defense. I agree with you, but that's not Frank, right? Frank right. is going to make decisions defensively first um, and big first. So I agree with you, but asking that, like you're asking somebody to go against their core beliefs but we do we do that on, we at basketball we do that with russ like we're asking him to cut and set screens and stuff like if people if if we're asking but people if you're to asking, like uh, yeah but I've adapt to the situation huh? sure but uh, yes but i've told you well it's months at this point asking russ to do that sure you're right but like good luck right russ is well, russ fine. has been very successful being who he is Frank won a title doing it his way. Fine. But like, but look, good I, luck. You're not, I'm not disagreeing with that. Like that, that asking people to change their stripes. That's like, you know, when Vox hired me, Hey man, do you mind not spewing hot takes? Like 
what the hell did you hire me for? You know? <laughs> right. Right. Like this hey, is the could, life you chose. Could you could you tone it down and not piss off half of Lakers Twitter every other night? I'm not no, sure. right. I cannot. I'm not sure. I cannot do that. If you pay me a lot more, maybe I'll consider it. But like as it stands right now, can I? Probably. Will I? Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. Could you <laughs> could you stop enjoying Sazerac so much? Can I? Maybe. Nope, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I shall not. Yeah, but like I, 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 the reason I say this is like, yes, you're you're right in that. Like asking these guys, asking a tiger to to change its stripes, it's not going to happen. But something has to give here. Some like somewhere in this equation, you have to make a change because the definition of insanity is bashing your head up against the wall and hoping not to get a migraine. And like I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching this team night in, night out. They'll have flashes where guys kind of start to adapt and they start to to try to figure some of these things out. And 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 Frank will go to lineups that focus more on shooting than on than on defense. And and there are stretches where where we will see a uh, LeBron out there setting screens, and that almost always leads to something great happening uh, offensively in those sets. Like we see that for stretches. It's just that you know. It, it just hammers home how important a necessity that is of like, yeah, it, it, you're right. It's difficult for people to change the way that they've approached this sport for literally all of their lives. You know, in all of these guys' cases, you're talking about a relationship with the sport that dates back 20, 30 years. Right. Like all of these guys have done things a certain way for a really long time. But if the Lakers want to start to figure this thing out. very successful doing so. And have been very successful doing so. But if they want to be successful in this situation here, something has to give. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, the front office stepping in and taking away Frank Vogel's binky and Avery Bradley and, and like, hey, go out and freaking like play somebody who makes more sense with that starting group. Or whether it's, or whether it's, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the stars actually kind of, you know, being accountable by their own standards and not just saying the things after games that sound great, but actually following through with some of that stuff too. Like last night I was, I found myself rolling my eyes after I, I heard Anthony Davis talking about, Oh, we, we got to stop playing. Like you, we got to start approaching the game. Like underdogs, we got to start doing this. We got to start doing that. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds great, man. But like, let's maybe do it for like three consecutive games. I think all of that is fair. Um, and Lakers fans and, and Lakers Twitter care a lot. And um, no. the volume, everything positive or negative with the Lakers is always turned Ten. up to 12, yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. 10 at least. Yeah. Um, it's like that with the Warriors. Maybe not quite to the same level, but the Lakers and the Warriors are what the NBA is about. And drive, con- well, really, it's LeBron and Steph that drive all the content. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if the Lakers are unique or rare in this regard, but it is always turned up. So what you're saying is fair. However, I think part of the disease of Twitter, Lakers Twitter, Warriors Twitter, NBA Twitter, is that everything seems, everything is magnified. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, the Lakers haven't been very good so far. Mm-mm. But to hear how we are having this conversation... It seems like the Lakers are, you know, whatever, uh, seven and 18. The Lakers are like a game out of <laughs> fourth, right? Like nobody. So it is not like it is still 
it is still well but like it, it sounds like the narrative is that the season has been a complete disaster the season hasn't been good enough i i agree with that right we're third in the lakers are 500 and that's not what you're it's, it hasn't been good enough however the fortunate part is if it can be figured out and i'm not sure it can to be honest right with as it as everything is currently constructed i'm not sure it can be figured out but if it can be figured out the goals are still within reach, right? The Warriors and Suns look better than everybody else pretty significantly. The Jazz, mm, kind of. But other than that, like, it's all just kind of like a bunch of teams that are a game or two above or it's below It's an NFL 500. season. Yeah, yeah. The parody is, right, we talk about parody in the NFL a lot. So it is, it is and even in the East too, but we're going to leave the East out of it for now. Like, if I were... I still believe you may disagree with me, but if you if you say, give me the five teams that are like title favorites or going to win a title, for me the Lakers are still on that list. They they're fifth, but I think they're still on that list. Do you think the Lakers are as far as winning a title? Do you think the Lakers are behind the Jazz? Yeah. Yeah, because the Jazz have an they want, identity. The Jazz want no part of the Lakers in the playoffs. Oh sure, no. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that any team would feel or any fan base would feel that confident heading into a, a, a series against LeBron and AD like that. But like, would you be terrified seeing like Wayne Ellington? Would 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 Malik Monk terrify you? Because like, those which guys night. are playing depends major which, roles. Depends which night, depends which night. Those guys are playing major role, especially if the Lakers don't have home court advantage, right? Like if they if they don't have home court advantage and you're relying on Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Carmelo Anthony, like that that makes me a little nervous. That makes me more nervous as a Lakers fan than it would if I were a Utah or Golden State fan. I so I would say I, I think like I think the, the, the ranking of teams that are most likely so to give win it to the me. Give me the give me the five give me the five give me your top it's like five it's it's title. dylon 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 and dylon but with golden state like it's, it's 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 you, you just decided it. the warriors are winning it I, I i think they're the best team in the nba by a lot I do. but and and i think they're, that they're capable of getting better well they they're going to get better to use your phrase coming. To, to use your phrase and it's not even close um so i think if you ask me who's the top five i think the warriors are number one there, I think they're uh, them in Milwaukee are in a tier. Brooklyn's I would say, right I, there. I would say, so for me, it is Warriors, Milwaukee. Uh, the the Brooke Lopez back stuff kind of scares me. I mean, only, yeah, but I would say it's Warriors one, Milwaukee two, Brooklyn three, and I would say Brooklyn is two or even maybe one, depending on what happens with Kyrie. Mm -hmm. But for me, right now, it is. I think the Warriors have established themselves. I don't know that it's not close, but I think the Warriors are are ahead. I would put the Warriors in a tier by themselves. And then I would put um, Milwaukee in the second tier by themselves. I would put Brooklyn and Phoenix in tier three, and the Lakers would be fifth for me. But in not in the tier with Brooklyn and Phoenix in their own tier, but I think the Lakers are the fifth most... They're not the fifth best team right now. I think they are the fifth most likely team to win the title. So I think, as we're as we're having this conversation, Woj uh, quote ESPN reporting with Zach Lowe, Philadelphia's trade conversations on Ben Simmons gathering momentum in yeah. recent days. More teams yeah. engaged, more two and three way uh, structure talks ongoing as 76ers try to land a top twenty five player for Simmons. 
CJ McClellan, is he top 25? I think no. he's, he's no. no, he's top he's like, 30. He's top 30 or 40, but no, he's not top 25. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's top twenty five in the same way Anthony Davis is top seventy five. Like it sounds right, but then you think about it a little longer, and you know, <laughs> uh, we we ran over. I don't think we're gonna have enough time for story time. Uh, my voice won't handle it. To be completely <laughs> honest, like I'm sitting. You want the short version? I got it. Well, like the the, the no, I kind of I like I like story time, and I like to be able to laugh at all of these stories, and I can't like I can't laugh. I, every time oh. I laugh, I have to lean off camera. Like you guys aren't seeing this laugh all week. Cough. Yeah, man. I'm, I got that smoker's laugh right now where you, you How just sound. How many packs a day are you up to now? It's more cigars. I prefer cigars, but, but, um, no, I'm not smoking at all. I can't, I got, I just been, I've been coughing up crap for two weeks now. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to save this, be smart ish over the weekend and uh and see if i can sound better on monday story time hashim the beat was not good at basketball mm. that was the, that was that's the that's the thrust of story time what story time was going to be hashim the beat was not good at basketball man that's one of the bigger busts and like no injury explained like it was just he was just bad he was just bad at basketball he wasn't good all right that's gonna do it though for this episode this week's episodes on this here silver screen roll podcast thank y'all a ton for tuning in the way that you have uh the pressure cooker has been a lot of fun as well so thank you guys for tuning in when's the next one with that uh whenever the lakers play nationally next i don't even know uh i believe it's like maybe dallas wednesday i think yeah dallas Dallas is on espn yeah so george george actually i was just having a conversation with george yesterday that he is in dallas to cover that Lakers Mavs game. So on Tuesday, I will be on uh, I will be on on the airwaves uh watching that game with you guys. Um by Tuesday you mean Wednesday? Wednesday. The fifteenth. Oh, Tuesday's Wednesday the TNT the night. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday the right. fifteenth. All right. See, this is just further evidence. Like I I, I literally just heaved. Like just right there. It just yes, did. We need to end the show and this is this it's, we need And to you might need medical attention. I think I need to go to the hospital.